good realtor will spend three hours a day calling. This is not your typical boring real estate show. This is real estate marketing redefined, uncensored, and unedited in what's working today in the market minus the fluff. This is real estate marketing dude, because just having a license isn't enough. Now, please welcome your host, the unprofessional professional, Mike Cuevas. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Woo! Folks, what is going on? Folks, we're going to start talking about marketing today. Guess what? Big change, right? Anyways, um, so our guest today is um, really interesting. It's someone I met in a mastermind. You know, if you guys haven't noticed the name of the game yet, actually, I just released these stats. Well over 60 and for sellers, over 70% of business comes from the people we already know. Not technology, not autoresponders, not Zillow, not Realtor.com, not your super duper website with your super duper fucking email autoresponder. None of this stuff that these big tech companies are selling you that you're buying is really where the majority of business comes from. As a matter of fact, the majority of business doesn't come from any of that. It's going to come from where our guest is going to share with you. And she is 100%, I think it's 100%, if not pretty damn close, referral-based. And I don't think she's even been in her market that long as an agent. Like She didn't come there with a huge sphere of influence. She built her entire business literally on relationship building. And all she does is love on her database. So that's actually the title of our show today, how to love on your database and be everywhere all the time and just nurture them. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome our guest to the show, Mrs. Lana Rodriguez. How are Mike, you? Mike, wow. Uh, what an introduction. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And I cannot share what I implemented in my business for the last five years and what gotten where we're at right now. Cool. Tell us, tell everyone where you're at, where you're located, and then we're going to start because I have a ton of questions for you. Yeah, sure thing. So I'm located in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I have been here for the last five years where I moved from Austin, Texas, not knowing anybody, and I had to start my real estate business from scratch. And I was a brand new realtor as well. And now you're, you started in Austin, you said? No, no. So we, uh, my husband and I, we moved here from Austin, Texas. And actually before real estate, I was in retail, retail management. And uh, when we came here, my husband literally gave me the ultimatum. If you want to have a kid, you're going to go back to work. And that's <laughs> how I got into real estate career, believe it or not. That's funny. But you were brand new to the market and your husband too. Like you guys moved to Colorado Springs. So one of the questions I get a lot is, obviously we do a lot of SOI stuff, a lot of video sure. marketing. People always ask me, Mike, what do I do if I don't have an SOI already? Or I don't already have a database. So I think that's what a lot of people are going to get out of our show today. Because you didn't have that. Uh, I did not have that at all. And this is what I started. So got my real estate license end of 2014. And very quickly, I realized what's going to be my selling style. I joined the, one of the traditional brokerages. I was with Remax for five years. And you know, in our classic sales training, they used to preach us, oh, you got to go door knock. You got to go host open house. You got to <laughs> go, you know, cold call. And I tried that, believe it or not, and I very quickly realized this is not what I'm going to do and this is not how I'm going to build my business. Luckily, back then, I was able to get into Brian Buffini Systems. And uh, for our audience who watches, everybody knows Brian Buffini is pop by guy, you know, client party guy. And I related to that so much. I was like, this is so easy. Like, why wouldn't anybody do that, right? 
So this is what I started doing. My first year of business was 2015. That particular year, Mike, I have done 31 transactions. I also happened to get pregnant with my first pregnancy and I worked up to 42 weeks. Was it like after the, after your husband's like, all right, yeah, you're full time after like the 15th transaction, right? <laughs> Pretty much, you know, That's and hilarious. He, was, uh, he was active duty at four cars. And so he had nothing to do with our business except just being supporter at home. And this is because, you know, really and your husband is, is, is he still active duty? Just so our listeners know. So he was active duty. Uh, he got out two years ago and now he's okay. helping me run the business here in town. As you know, a lot of realtors like to complain, oh, this is so hard. I'm brand new to the area. So this is what I did. Back then I joined any meetup group I have could have possibly imagined. You know, knitting meetup group, I was there. I don't even know how to knit. <laughs> pet lovers, I was there, even though I'm allergic to pets, right? But my point was is to meet all these people and not give them my business card because we know they're gonna lose that business card is to add them to my database. Yes. And back then, back then I was not CRM savvy and my Facebook, my personal Facebook became my CRM, right? And it's still one of my best CRMs up to today because I'll tell you why. Like when you're going to meet a new person and you're like, hey, let's connect on Facebook, right? Right now also it's LinkedIn. Like you're not going to get a no. People are like, yeah, sure, that's fine. You know, people feel very comfortable. Now if you're going to ask them, hey, can I may get your email and text? They're like, no, I don't know. I don't know you even. But right. everybody's very open to Facebook. And I started adding and adding people to Facebook. I got up to 5,000 contacts relatively quick within one year. Later on, I had to like start and re-edit and remove some people. I was blocked by Facebook three times. All right, three you times. You Facebook jail? Yeah, well, back then it was not even a jail. It was like, you're blocked. You're not allowed to contact or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine with me, right? And this is what I did. And you know what? Also, the first year of business, it was my trial and error year. I did totally. open houses, almost shot a guy there because he was very suspicious looking. I'm like, I ain't doing that. Door knocked. So Brian Buffini was known about these parties, right? Well, as any Irish agent, I was like, okay, party. Sounds good. Let's go. Sounds good. Let's go. But I didn't do proper due diligence. And this is what I did. My first year, I bought 80 pumpkin pies. I Costco, good old Costco. This big 3.5 pound pumpkin pies. I created a Facebook event. Hey, free pumpkin pie at your door. People are like, what? Free pumpkin pie. So within two days, I got about 65 RSVPs. I got a couple more RSVPs from my sphere back then, right? And I literally draw around town knocking on people's doors, they're little pumpkin pies. And people at my brokerage thought I was crazy. They were making fun of me, right? My husband thought I was a bit crazy. He did not help me with that. But during that time, I made some very, very important connections. And some people are like, hey, you know what? Thank you. This is so nice of you. I may use you next year. I'm like, yeah, okay. If you use me, that's fine. If not, not a big deal, but they did. And those clients became A-plus clients in my book of business up to today. And let's, let's, let's rewind and let's backtrack that, sure. folks. So let's just look at the psychology that's happening here with, when she's giving these uh, gifts out. Like, Lana, when you met your husband, did he make you laugh like when you first met him or did he just like ask you to like get married immediately? You know, to be honest, he actually gave me a spill and I was like, I'm not interested. Most times, that's, that's sort of what le happens when you follow up with the Zillow lead too, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just but you know, the thing about my husband, he was very, very persistent and he did not give up. Uh, he did not give up, and at the right time, I kind of broke through. And that right time, our audience may be interested to know, I actually bought my first house in Texas, and the realtor back then, uh, he was an older gentleman, great guy, he happened to refer me a contractor who was homeless and who was squatting in my newly bought place. 
And that's when I was kind of casually talking, dating my husband. And I was like, Brian, I really need your help. There's something going on. And his manpower came at the perfect time. We came, we had to evict the guy, the guy like threatened to kill us, whatever. But that's when he earned my trust. And I was like, okay, I'm yours. Okay, let's go. Let's go get married, engaged, whatever, right? Being persistent enough, kind of pay, pay, pay forward. Totally. And that's what lead generation is. Like no one converts on the first call. But I, no. I love that you did I can totally relate to that. Your Popeye gifts was equivalent to me. Um, I started the same way because I was 22 out of college and I didn't know how to like, I'm like, who's going to take me seriously? Like, but I was a club head back then. So I was at the nightclubs. So 2 AM see, but this is the difference between drunk people and sober people because at 2 AM they will give you their email address. They will give you their direct mail address. And that's how I built my database, honestly. And it was, a, it was based upon a lot of people that I knew that I didn't because folks, it's not a matter of if someone's going to move. It's a matter of when. None of the stuff we're talking about is theory. This is mathematical. It literally is. Like I could look at someone's database and predict roughly about how much business they're going to do if they had a consistent communication with it. Yeah. So let's go through those stats. Uh, if I may add, so this Please. is when, when it made sense for me, right? I was uh, identifying that selling style. So I took the Buffini class and he's like, look, you just have to call your people, do a client appreciation events, whatever, do the pop buys. I started with pop buys, right? Because I was still, I didn't have enough, big enough clientele to gather in one space. But then I backtracked into my retail days. And what we did, because I worked for a retailers like Michael Kors, Kenneth Cole, Puma, BCBG, Max Azria, we had this program called clienteling. So meaning if you come and you shop with me, I'm going to add you into my client book, right? And then when we have special occasions or we have sales, I'm going to perfect, like, personally contact you, invite you to my store for maybe exclusive event, right? And that's when it clicked for me. I was like, wait a second. Right. So if I can make my clients or my sphere or people who at least know, like, but not trust me, it feels semi-exclusive, right? It's going to be the key for me. And uh, I'm very personable. You probably can hear my accent on the phone. If I have to cold call, I suck. Like I sound like I'm from, from, from calling center. I read my <laughs> body language like I live off that right and uh, sure enough so we had a kid uh, we had a kid end of 2015 and end of 2015 we hosted our first client event we had about 30 people who showed up it was fully catered by Costco up to go right we had liquor from Costco uh, food from Costco where was it at uh, it was in this little bitty loft in Old Carter City in Carter Springs. So it's a privately owned venue. They don't have a bartender. We bring in our alcohol. Lower cost. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, that's how I started. And this is how I realized the posting Facebook game. Okay, this is another trick. So remember, the more clients you expose to something, and I know you guys at Big Block, you guys do that a lot with agents. Like when people tag you and post it on the social media, that marketing is precious, yep. okay? And you're not going to buy this for no kind of money. So all these clients, all these 30 clients who came, right? So half of them were clients, half of them were sphere, but they're like, hey, you're partying with Lana Rodriguez. And guess what? Up to this point, no other agent in my town do the scale of parties what I do. Yep. Folks, everyone goes to a party. I used to have client events just to build my database. Like, I didn't care if you showed up. I cared about the seven touches before and the seven touches after. You said it, yeah. And yep. it's just an excuse to stay in touch. And like, honestly, there's a lot of incognito going on there. When you invite someone to a party, they, the first thing they say is, wow, that was really nice of them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of like this person. They invited me to party. And the second thing most people say is, wow, they must be doing fucking really good because they're having a party. I used to see it all the time, man. It just, I like it. Well, let me mention this too to, for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Folks, 10 to 15% of the people you talk to on a weekly, daily, monthly basis, they're fucking moving this year. It's a mathematical fact. So it's not a matter of, and here, here's what I want to challenge you guys to is what is the difference between talking to or doing what Lana's talking about right here, like joining a knitting group and talking to 10 or 15 people versus getting 10 to 15 Zillow leads? Take a second. I want you to think about that. There isn't one. It's a fucking same thing, except the ones you meet in person convert way better. It really is the same thing. Like, folks, these are the stats. 10 to 15% of the population moves each and every year, and 100% of the population has at least one referral for you. The person who's inviting all these people to a party is more referable than the one who's not, is what it comes down to. Yeah. Would you agree with that, Lana? No, I totally agree with that. And I just want to backtrack on what you said. So with the video gurus like yourself, right? Clearly not, not at that level. but I'm a guru? I, Fuck. <laughs> I don't like the word. <laughs> you know, it, you know it. Hey, but I, I follow closely what you do, you know, and like with the agents like Val and all the... Um, does that mean you're going to sign up with us soon and oh uh, start God. using it? Look at this, guys. Let's, call, let's close her wow. right here on the spot. I'm just getting close on the spot. That's the way to talk about it. Uh, but no, like, in all reality, you're one of the best video guys out there, right? And for me, like I just started doing videos last year, and we do have a full-time videographer. And we're clearly not at that level where you guys at, but we do, we're doing little, little more than average agent does, right? And for me, I want to be in people's faces but not like super salesy. I want to be funny. I want to be memorable because I hate to be sold. Like you're a Zillow rep and you're like blowing up my phone. You're going to be blocked. Like I'm not going to talk to you, but if you're going to be like funny and like send me some funny memes, I'll be like, aha, that's just ridiculous. so funny, right? right. So my goal is to be in front of my clients and in front of my audience as much as I can in a very organic, nurturing, funny way. And they may never use me but I want them to think of me every time they hear more real estate. So right. when Nancy or Uncle John is a realtor, but yeah, use that girl, Lana. That's my whole point. That's exactly, you're exactly right. When a referral opportunity occurs, your name has to be instantly thought of, otherwise it's gone. Yeah. Because people don't think longer than a second about the real estate agent's name. And think about it, like folks, go right now, like while you're on your treadmill, like just sitting there at the gym, sweating, listening like Lana's and be like, hey, that's great. No, let's prove it right here. I want you guys to go right now into your fucking Facebook and I want you to type in and ask for a damn plumber and watch how many fucking referrals you're going to get. That makes me sick is the fact that all these people have their plumber cell phone numbers like on standby that they're going to refer you right now as we speak. How do they know their plumber's info? And then yet a realtor is not referable. Folks, your clients, your database, your Facebook friends, your email list, your LinkedIn, they're going to get referred to somebody. If it's not you, it's somebody else. So it might as well be you. And you're right. You have to be everywhere all the time. That's who people give into the most. Can I ask you a little bit about on a monthly basis, how are you marketing the SOI? Like, cause obviously you have a series of systems set up cause you, you're, do, you're doing, like, I feel like I'm talking to myself. So what is your system? Like how often are you touching them? What channels are you using? How often are your client parties? Like walk me through the whole thing. Yeah, good call. And thank you for asking. So systems and particularly with my team are always evolving, right? And we're talking about systems to operate on a high level, like mm-hmm. mega agent level. We had actually a great ops guy who left our team last June, kind of kind of very sad. And uh, I feel like 
like operational systems kind of like dropped, but the systems that never dropped is our client clientele, right? And let me just walk you through. You already mentioned seven touches, and that's pretty much what we're doing, and we kind of designed it ourselves. So client events right now are looking very, very packed for the year, all right? So, for example, last year we started with a red party. Red party is kind of like an inclusive VIP event where I host at my own house, okay? Everybody dressed in red. Attendee list is about 50 to 70 or so, right? Because my house cannot host anymore. And this is kind of like a jumpstart of the season. Then we have client Easter brunch, okay? Client Easter brunch. And that's usually weekend before Easter. It's usually Saturday or Sunday where, we're rent, mm -hmm, where we rent out a big ballroom, big ballroom uh, in one of the hotels. And there's Easter bunny, there's photographers, there's safe spinners, uh, complimentary champagne or mimosas for all the clients, and then uh, brunch for the kids and adults. It's on uh, Saturday and Sunday? No, just one, just one day, either Saturday. Okay, or Sunday. okay got it. Okay. And when Easter falls and when the when the hotels have availability, we have discovered that events where you are allowed kids have always doubled the turnaround. Okay, because clients simply can bring the family, they get to have this experience, and they don't have to pay or look for the babysitter. Makes uh, sense. Next event on our calendar will be the Mother's Day. Mother's Day, where I cater not only to mothers but all the ladies. And uh, first two years, we did painting with a twist. Well, all the ladies come and we paint, we drink wine. Last year, I did Zumba and Mimosas, which was uh, interesting. I don't know if I'm going to do it again. We're probably going to go back to painting with a twist because it's uh, um, just more conservative and everybody likes to drink and paint, right? Totally. How many people come to that one? So, for example, okay, good question. So, on Easter brunch, we have attendance of about 300 right and then for yeah and then for painting with a twist it's also about 50 60. okay i got a question on easter before we go forward yeah so all right so i just like looking at data and here's what we're talking about guys 300 people that you're basically the center of attention and now statistically if i look at the 300 people who attended this event i'm sure it's a husband wife and then some kids so i'm going to divide all of the potential clients out of a 300 person event to probably average about 150, 120 people. Does that sound about accurate? Yep. So out of those 150, 120 people, 10 to 15% of them are moving. So whether you guys want to admit or not, this is statistical. And here's the thing is that most of them don't know it yet either. So you got to realize that life events happen, guys. You can't like just be like, oh my God, this person's moving and, and get the commission breath out. Like take a lifesaver before you have your parties. Okay. <laughs> so get the commission breath out because everyone feels it. But let's just do the math. 110 people, okay, 10 to 15%. So you're looking at about 15 to 18 deals, give or take. That's the stat showing. But it's not in those people moving. It's in the amount that all 200 of them have the ability to refer Lana one deal. And when these people, like here's how referrals happen, guys. Like it's in a lunchroom, it's at dinner or something like that. People are having a conversation. And when you're moving, it's highly talked about. It's highly conversable because it's the emotional decision. That's why we're so referral-based. That is a huge financial investment. But who do you think they're going to think of first is my point. Like how many other realtors are having what? A red party, an Easter brunch, a fucking Mother's Day event? Like give me a break. Nobody else. That's why this is attention. This is all 100% of attention. When you own the attention of the people you want to serve, you will naturally be the first person they think of with real estate. And 72% of the people that meet with the first person that they meet with to talk about real estate, close with them. That's it. This is not rocket science. Yeah, you're so right. And see, in between the events, what it gives us the opportunity to market. Because the minute one event is over, we begin marketing for the yeah. next event. 
So we uh, have not been saving. We have not been sending out save the dates. We started sending out save the dates this year, mm -hmm. uh, but we usually it's a mail out. Okay, invitation they receive. It's a email invite. It's a Facebook event in a private group. We have a private client group. Everybody needs to have a private Facebook group. And now we can talk about that in a minute. So they've been getting about not seven touches, but about five touches consistently. And then we have, including myself, reach out via phone call or text a few weeks before the event to make sure, hey, just want to make sure you're coming. Yep. And this is just, you know what, like we call and they're like, hey, by the way, do you know anyone who may use our help? So we're kind of asking for a referral at the same time, providing value. And I feel stupid. That's very important to me. But if you don't have the party, there's no excuse to call. Then you're just looking for business. Yeah. yeah. And then when yep. people you don't, we just call, like for me, it's awkward, you know, because I hate small talk. I hate it too. Awkward conversation. Be like, yeah, how, how's, how are your kids? Good. Okay. Well, the, bye. Right? It's the worst script in the world, guys. Yeah. Please don't listen to any of the gurus. Like, just don't listen to any guru, period. All right. Yeah. But here's the worst script in the world. Hey, what's up, Lana? It's been a while. Um, how are the kids? Yeah, that's cool. Hey, by the way, do you know anyone who's buying or selling real estate? Like, what the fuck? Like, You're seriously, dude, awesome. get the hell out of here with that. Like, that is such garbage. Like, imagine. Yeah. See, what, what I don't think we do is put ourselves in our own shoes or in their shoes, I mean. Because we would be mad if someone did that to us. Admit yeah, it. I do it all the time only because, like, I'm sure at your high-level marketing level, you probably get bombarded all the time because my phone... I got myself a second cell phone because the first one gets spammed all the time. And yeah. they're doing a great job. But I'm like, come on now. I work in sales too. Just like, let me buzz off, you know? Yep. But hey, so um, next event, what we try to sneak into the summer, okay, it's movie event. Because usually, uh, especially for last two years, movie events have some of those big movie premieres coming out, like Secret Light of Fats, Emoji Movie. Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Star Wars, well, it's it. We try to do like a cartoony with like little kids can come. Because yeah, you, yeah. you, you guys cater to the kids specifically. So your events are focused around where kids can attend to all the time? Well, or I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. It's only because cause there's a, one event that I want to talk specifically where we don't do kids. It's an adult-only event. It's like our big holiday gala. And no matter how how much we try to like promote it, it's still less attendance because people are like, oh my God, my babysitter got sick. I cannot leave my kids because I don't trust anyone. And always uh, that uh, that turnaround is like anywhere from 150 to like 200. And I made peace with that. I'm like, I'm fine with that, but I wish it could be more. We tried to do babysitting once. Excuse my language. It was a bit of a shit show. Okay, hire third party babysitters and then they're messed up. And it's like, it's, it's liability. That and you everyone's don't... drunk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's my kid? Yeah. So That's like, funny. Uh, Last year we did uh, Toy Story, so we had a big booth set up, and we had like I was dressed up as a Barbie. Hello, uh, it was it was fun, right? And we rented out three movie theaters, and it was it was a great time, great time, right? It was like I think it was June or July. So then this is what happened. So Facebook is very smart. I was on my Facebook last year, and I saw Backstreet Boys are coming to Denver. And you know how you can like, oh, interested. And then all your friends see it, that you are super to it or whatever. Yep. So then on the same post, all my lady clients are like, oh my God, I love them. I would love to go see them too. And what do you think I do? I go and I end up buying 100 Backstreet Boy tickets. Ooh, that's great. Yeah. My husband was not happy with that purchase when he's seen the credit how card. How much? Right, let's, let's, let's talk numbers about gift giving right off the bat. What was the purchase? How much did the tickets cost? God, the tickets were like seven grand. Okay, and then what was the ROI? ROI, well, probably got maybe three referrals out of that. So about 100 tickets, 
about 80 ladies showed up because as you know, always last minute, you're dealing with moms or something, but I know I had that event paid for. And also I paid for the party buses. If you're going to ask me, Lana, will you do something like this again? I'm going to say no. The reason why is because number one, I could not cater. It was like, 100 first come, first serve on the reservation link, right? So there were some ladies like, oh, I did not see it. I did not make it on time, whatever. Yeah, man. Now, I also learned that putting ladies concluded with alcoholic beverages a long amount of time is not the best idea. Like, at the end, there, some of them were drunk. Some of them were, like, acting crazy, you know? And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's like mom's gone wild. Exactly. Mom's gone wild, right? Uh, overall, everybody had a great time. But will I be smarter with my money next time? Yes. Was it an impulsive buy? Yes. But it still had a positive ROI. It's always going to have a positive yeah. ROI. And for every event we do, um, I don't know if you need B-roll or not, we have videos that we're like, hey, we're doing this. You know, our video guy's coming with us and stuff like that. Every event so far is getting paid for itself, you know? No, I, I think that's the a, a number one reason I think most people don't try to have them is one, no one's going to show up, but don't realize that it's not about them showing up. It's about the point that you're actually having a party. My first party was the same way. 30, 40 people, I think. I rented a nightclub and um, you know it was open at that time. It was yeah. before the open hour, so we got it cheap and it just looked cool. But the next year was like 80, the next year is 200 and 300 and just kept growing. But you have to start somewhere, guys. And that personal relationship, there's no better way than to break bread because the events are almost like doing a mass Popeye in a way. Yeah. I'm so glad you just made a, a comment about breaking bread. Like even right now when we're conducting new buyer's appointments, and remember, we work mostly by referral. So it's not like a cold Zillow lead where we have to set an appointment in the office. We usually know who the person is, who referred them. And we actually set appointments during the lunchtime because uh, if you if you can ask me to go for coffee, I'm not going to respond. Number right. one, I don't drink coffee because I have like high anxiety. But I like it. <laughs> I told you I like to eat. So I, even my agents are trained where like, hey, let's go ahead and have a breakfast, break bread, or have a lunch. Because you just build that constant report and they're happy and they're fed. And they leave like, wow, I just had like, this lunch meeting with my realtor and yeah. no one else does it. Everybody like, can I have right. a cup of coffee with you? And I'm like, no, you can't. Folks, buy them something. It's a mental thing. Like I used to always send people a $15 brownie gift before the listing appointment. Because why? Is because I knew they were going to hire me because it's a legal bribe. It's yeah. really all it is. I, yeah, if 100%, especially buyers, don't meet them in the damn office unless you, you don't know who the hell they are and they, have the, they could be a creep. But if you know who they are, meet them in a social setting yeah. uh, unless they're not very sociable. Then you can meet them in the library or something. Yeah, but um, still, then, while they eat, you know, you're going to get to build a report. Yep. So talk to me after the movie event. What month is this? So after the movie the summer. event, yeah, the summer, um, year prior, we tried to do the barbecue at the park. It was weird. I will not do it again. So every once in a while, I try to input like these new little events. Clearly, the Backstreet Boys concert was it. I will not do it again. Then one of the biggest events, and it's probably the biggest, biggest event, is Pumpkin Patch. So Pumpkin Patch is usually, uh, now we did it three times. There we did it once during the warm weather, then we did it the cold weather, and last year we did it during the, during the warm weather. Like you want to make sure it's warm and sunny. If not, at least it's a daytime. The year before, fun fact, uh, we hosted 600 people from 5 to 7 because that was a lot of time. It was my due date with my kid number two. So I was wearing this big pumpkin shirt. I look like a huge pumpkin. And people are like, aren't you supposed to have a baby today? I'm like, yeah, I know. I hope the baby comes. Baby never came. Baby came a week later. But That's bottom awesome. line, I'm like there. And me as a host, 
I stand, sometimes I don't even go inside. I literally stand in the front and I welcome every single client. I give them a handshake, it's a husband, hug to the babies and wives. And that's most of the time what I do at those big events, like movie event. I sometimes don't even go see a movie. I'm just there a greeter because, yeah. you know, right now we have about 400, 450 active clients living in town. And it's just strictly impossible for me to touch every single client, right? So those events, it's my face-to-face -face time. And uh, some team leaders, like, you need to have a face-to-face -face time regardless with your clients. So you have to find a way, right? Yep. So that's my face-to-face -face time. And I don't care about going and having a great time because I know I can go rewatch the movie or whatever. But Pumpkin Patch, it's, 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 so Pumpkin Patch and Easter Brunch are the biggest attendees. And you know what? Because I think people prep, they put their kids in these cute little Easter outfits or cute little pumpkin outfits, right? And it's like a, a very special occasion for them. And I did not but, realize it till I had my own kids. And I was like, I want to bring my kids to do something nice. Yeah, I would honestly, like I, I remember uh, before I had kids talking about an event like that, I'm like, I wouldn't go to that event, but it's only because I didn't have kids. But now yeah. if you give me and my kids an excuse for something to show up to that's free on the weekends, because honestly, we're always looking for something to do anyways and the kids can go play at a pumpkin patch, like sold, I'm in. Makes a lot of sense. Everything makes a lot of sense. And then you have one more event, which is the gala and Christmas time. Actually, two more events, as I remember. What's the and total thought, annual? So total annual is anywhere from six to eight events. Okay. And once again, only reason why is because, number one, I like to party. Haha, <laughs> I like to have a good time. My team happens to have the same mentality, right? Yeah. Uh, gives us a consistent time to market and market. And the reason why we kind of allowed ourselves to go a little heavy on events during the winter time, because remember, winter is the slowest time of the season. We're well, not for us, right? Because we do all the prep work up front. And so, okay, pumpkin patch around September, October. Then we used to deliver pies to people's houses, but now it's just a little too much. So we host a pie party. It was a pie party, right? Till I had kids. And you know how you go on Facebook and people are like, oh, my cute baby with Santa picture. Well, every time I tried to do that at the mall, like we literally had to leave because my kid would have a tantrum. It was just too much line, right? So now I combined a pictures with Santa and pie event at the same time. It's Sunday before the Thanksgiving, right? Because I know everybody in town because if they travel, it's going to be the Smart. week after. Yeah. And um, like we, we can, I don't know if you can attach links or B-roll, but I have a, like, a, you know, captures of all these events. So it worked wonderfully. We host it in our office. We do extended time. People come, come through. Now we actually do like little booking appointments. So people come through, get a pie. We have a spread. They can have a little lunch, right? We have kids for the toys and they have a picture of Santa. They have the pie and they leave. And what do you think they do? After we get the digits, they post pictures with Santa yes. online. Totally. At, Lana, at Lana's party. At Lana's party. Thank you, Lana and team. Oh, so cute. And like, if you're going to have a picture with your kid with a sound and no post it, like it's not going to happen, right? Do you guys brand the background at all? And any of these, like the oh, photo booths and all that, do you guys have your logos or anything like that? Or are you just sort of whatever? You know, we, we do. We kind of do two backgrounds for the Santa. We don't want to like, okay, it's Lauren Rodriguez. They're going to tag us anyway. But then when they walk in, we have a backdrop with our logos. And then we do additional pictures of the couples or that cool outfit, you know? Because like, they know who we are. We, we know we're going to get tagged, right? Yeah. We don't want to overdo it because we want to put the, we want them to put those pictures on like a Christmas card or whatever, right? So they may not do it with our, with our logo. And then the last event is our gala. And this is what happened. So Brian and I, my husband and I, we moved to Colorado Springs, right? And like, just we didn't know a lot of people and we don't get invited anywhere like nice on holidays. 
right? And I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. I would like to get dressed up and go out. <laughs> that's how we started, like, with that first holiday party was at the little bitty gala with catered by Costco, right? And now, now this gala, God. So we, what we have been doing, we've been here renting out the big hotel ballrooms, and it's like 200, 150, 250 attendees, right? Adult only, free bar, catered food, DJ, the best attendance. It was last year. We had a great Gatsby party. Everybody loved that. This year, we have 70s, 80s party. Attendance was a little less, but number one, instead of Saturday, hosted on a Friday. And also, I feel like it was a little just too much prep work for 70s, 80s. Does it make sense? Yeah. Or for Greg Gatsby, you can just wear a suit and put like a, like a little thing around your head and come in. But yeah. And I would probably guess the Friday more than the Saturday, the Friday, Saturday thing more than anything. Probably my guess. Yeah, yeah. And once again, I tried. I learned my lesson. I'm going to go back to what works. Yeah, but you're always testing new things, which is part of always growing, which is good. This is really cool. Do you guys do any lead gen? Do you guys like buy leads or anything? Like any prospecting on your teams? Any business coming from anywhere else? Okay, good call. So um, like about a few years ago, I did try Zillow. I kind of sucked because I was answering the phone. I did not follow up on time. And I knew in order for me to get more return on Zillow, I had to invest more money. And I'm like, okay, if I can host another party and I can invest in Zillow a month, uh, yeah, no. So Zillow was kind of never my baby. And to be honest, because we did not talk about my numbers, I'm sure our audience is going to be like, well, how many deals do you do? And I'll tell you guys, because uh, actually last year, 2019, my team was number seven out of 3,500 realtors in Colorado Springs area, okay? And the ones who are above me, who are like number one, number two, number three, they all are very, very heavy on Zillow. Like this is their bread and butter. They spend multiple thousands of dollars, right? They're and, probably spending 30, 20 plus. Yeah, a month, you know? Yeah. Month. And Easy. they have super teams. Uh, like I'm right uh, amongst the teams who have like 20, 25 agents and we have only like six agents. So my power uh, is on us. Uh, so your, your, your per agent production is way higher than any of your competitors. It is, it is. And, and they're just, just outspending you. That's all it is. So for some of the uh, audience who, like, is this really works, guys? It does. If you work, if you do it on consistent basis, it does. Because, for example, a uh, brand new agent to Colorado, 2015, super proud with the first kid, 31 transaction, right? From delivering pies, from being super random, from joining meetups, right? Where you don't belong, but you add all these people to your database, right? Which was Facebook for me. And then we did not talk about my second year. My second year, as a solo agent with a newborn at home, I did 119 transactions. 119. And, you know, Mike, I almost lost my shit, to be honest. I was going to say, do you have a life? Yeah. I uh, literally had to bring my mother from my country to watch over my kid because no, no daycare would have, would have, like, handled my schedule, right? Because it was early mornings, late nights. And then I told my husband, like, I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to start the team. And that's exactly what I did. In 2017, I brought uh, three ladies licensed ladies and that year we did 189 transactions 189 then 2018 we did 204 and then last year last year we did 230 now we were on track when everything was like unicorns and roses we were on track to do 300 but then two things happened uh in june i lost my ops guy so like admin ops went to shit and then we decided to make a move. We'll have Remax of five years and we joined Keller Williams, which was the move for the best. But as you know, when you move companies in the middle of the summer, a lot of stuff gets like, you know, missed. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. 
Well, dude, you're crushing it. And I love that you're doing it without having to buy the business. You're earning the business and you're attracting it. And that's the, uh, that's what it's all about. Great show, lot. I appreciate it. I, got, I think our listeners got everything we have today. I mean, maybe you guys want to set, need a Colorado Springs agent to refer your business to, but Lana, go ahead and, and follow her on social. Why don't you go ahead and plug your stuff? Yeah, totally. Mike, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And friends, my open book, if you message me on Facebook, let's connect. I will tell you everything I do. And of course, follow Mike and his video journey. He puts up some funny ass shit uh, that always makes my day. I know. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Lana. And folks, thank you for listening to the episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Folks, you know how to find me. You want to get on video? Let me craft not only your video strategy, but I'll tell you the first next 10 videos to do and whatever ones to do after that. Plus, we'll show you how to shoot them. Then we're going to script, edit, and distribute all of your stuff on top of it. Honestly, we have a program that is video for dummies. And like, it's, it's not hard. This is just a process that you want to learn. And my seven-year-old is in my office right now and she shoots my videos. So there is no reason that you cannot do the same. Thank you for listening. You guys know how to find us. Go ahead and follow us on social media, therealestatemarketingdude.com. Go ahead and find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow our channels and you'll start seeing the videos that Lana's talking about. And you'll start seeing how you can literally start creating content. This is not rocket science. Become the most popular agent in your town amongst the people that you know. And that's how you start attracting business. This is not a rocket science business. It is that simple. Don't listen to the gurus. Listen to a dude. Hire a dude. Sign up with the dude. <laughs> all right, so sorry, I had to give him a little plug there. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate each and all, all, all of you. And Lana, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.